Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Really no use the expense unless you're going to be here a great deal of time. But when they landed, where did you land? Orlando? No. In Florida? Where did you have the problem? At the, Newark, New Jersey. Oh, and you, that's right. And you, they flew into Newark, New Jersey and have to go through immigration. They have all their papers. They have all their passports. They're a family traveling with a four-year-old and had plans for six months and had churches lined up, new churches lined up as well, which is critical. I mean, we are their lifeline. They are there because of us in the States the ministries they do, and he'll, he'll tell you more about that, um, and, and f- had planned, I had churches in Wisconsin, churches in Texas, churches in Florida, churches in Michigan, and, and other churches, and it was going to be a very promising trip. They're trying to start an orphanage. Uh, they're already feeding a bunch of people. They're, they're wanting to build a building. It looked like a great trip, a great opportunity, and as they went through customs, his wife was stamped with uh, six months, and the baby was stamped with six months, and they called him aside, brought him into another room, and this is all based on one person whom they cannot go over his head. Um, no. He told him, he said, I'm a Baptist preacher. He said, you're lying, and gave him 30 days. They're leaving Wednesday, Wednesday right, to go back. Uh, come come, come and, and tell your story, Brother Joe. Start with that. Start with what happened there in newer, and if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of MC here, okay? So, uh, we came, uh, we arrived in Newark, New Jersey, April 18th, and uh, it was 8 p.m. And there's a lot of people because our flight was delayed two hours in Beijing. So, when we arrived in Newark, we, there's a lot of people that time and when we, uh, when the time that we are the one will be interviewed, my wife is the first one, and then my baby, they got six months both. So I'm happy when I see, when I saw that we got six months. So when the time that I, I'm the one that will be interviewed to the American immigration, he asked me, "What is your job?" I said, "I'm a Baptist preacher." Uh, it's like he uh, ignored, like he ignored, or he did not hear me, and he said, "Are you a Catholic?" "No, sir, I'm a Baptist preacher." And then, are you a Pentecostal or uh, a Methodist like that? No, sir. I'm a Baptist preacher. I'm a church planter missionary, I said. And then his face, like, weird for us that uh, he began to uh, act that uh, he don't like us like that. And then he called one of the the officers, and they put me in the room for an hour. And they asked me a lot of questions, and then... When I was asking that question uh, in the room on, on that uh, immigration thing, uh, the first question, what is your job? I'm a Baptist preacher. I'm a church planter missionary. So he asked my name, and then he put in his uh, computer. And then he found the first trip that we went here when we came back, the second trip. It, uh, because the first trip, when we were here in the United States, we're studying. We are student and our visa is student visa. And then the second trip, we have that visa for 10 years. We have a multiple visa. That's what they call B1, B2. 
I studied that B1, B2, automatically, if you will enter in the United States, they will give you a six-month stay here in the United States because of multiple visa that they gave to us. So when, when, uh, when uh, they asked, how long did you stay in 2014 when you came here? I said, we stayed for six months. And then he, he checked again his computer. When we were in U.S. Embassy in the Philippines, we were interviewed by the uh, consult of the uh, United States in the Philippines. I'm asking two weeks for our Bible conference to attend here in the United States. So when we came here in United, in United States 2014, we arrived in Atlanta, Georgia, the immigration officer asked me, how long do you want to stay? And I told him, I was interviewed in, you, in, in the Philippines, and I have an invitation for two weeks to attend in the Bible conference. But if you will allow us to stay longer than that, it will be a blessing for us where we can visit some of our friends, classmates, and our college in Marietta, Ohio. So they gave us six months, that 2014 trip. So we consumed five and a half months, and then after that, we went home in the film. That's the time that we came and visit here also, 2014. So this time, when we came back, that's the question that he wants me to uh, explain. So I explained to him slowly and clearly because it might he will not understand my English. So I, I told him, that's the, what happened, sir. No, you are lying to me. That's what he said. So I kept uh, trying to explain, and then he got mad at me. He went out. He got my, my wife and my daughter back in that room. He canceled their six months, and supposed to be, he wants us to be sent home that day back in the Philippines. But there's a black American guy, who, uh, he's a migration officer. He came to me and said, sir, I believe on you. I understand what you are saying. Just say sorry to him. Maybe he is tired or he's, he, that's why he get mad like that. You just explain clearly. I said, I explain clearly, sir. What will I do? That's what happened. I'm not lying. I said, that's what happened. They gave us 10 years visa. I asked two weeks, but, they gave, but the immigration officer gave me six months. That's why we stayed. But we did not over limit the six months last time that we were here. So when he came back, I apologized and I said, maybe you don't understand what I'm saying. Can I explain it again? And he said, no, you will just stay here for two weeks. And then the, the black American uh, uh, migration officer with him, he said, hey, look, if you will send them back home, look at the, that four-year-old baby. He's tired, 18 hours, they're in the plane. And you will send them back home. Why you don't give them uh, a chance to stay in America? So they gave us a month. He suggests, give them a month. And that's what we end up for one month to stay here in the United States. Now, tell them about what your plans were. Uh, when, before we came here, I always calling Pastor Glynn to help me in the month of June. My plan is on the month of May, because April is our arrival. The month of May, I'll be going to... North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, those neighboring states that I have uh, some uh, connection of some pastors there, 
that they can set me up a meeting for new churches where we can have an opportunity to raise some support and uh, to raise this building that we're trying to build in Cambodia. And then the month of June, I talked to pastor for three months ago or four months ago that, pastor, I'm coming. We're coming in America and I, I'm planning to give one month in Michigan because that is summer, June, and there's no snow that time, pastor, I told him. <laughs> And I don't like to come over in Michigan that is cold. And uh, I thought this time it's, not, yeah, it's no, more, uh, no more cold weather, but still, it's cold. <laughs> and, and I'm always telling, Pastor, is it snowing there? <laughs> so that's why uh, the month of June, Pastor will help me to book up for the, month, the whole month of June to those pastors that he knows. And then the month of July, I book already in Wisconsin and in Minnesota, Sunday to Sunday and Wednesday to Wednesday. And then the month of August, we have three weeks to stay until we will go home August 24th in our plane ticket. We have a round-trip ticket. Uh, August 24th is our, uh, uh, that's uh, where we will go back. So the month of August, I book meeting in Texas and Louisiana until we will go home. So everything, it was planned and it was settled before we came here, uh, except only to Pastor McMorris that uh, he will take care the month of June where we can stay here. But when they gave us 30 days and then we arrived in Florida in uh, Tampa and for two weeks we've been stuck there. No phones, no internet. The family that take, they take care of us uh, they have a car where we can use, but we need to go back to bring back the car where because in the morning they are they are working. So I tried to call many churches there, but the saddest thing that I found out they don't have Sunday night service, they don't have prayer meeting, just only Sunday morning. So for two sun for two weeks, I called after two weeks I got internet. And then I called pastor, I got the phone, I asked the pastor in Greenville, Ohio, and then that's the time that I called pastor, but he is in vacation in, in Wisconsin. He said, call me back after a week. Oh, and I'm thinking, oh no, I'm going back home that time. So it worked out, and then I prayed for it that pastor, I will, it's Mother's Day, I know. It's Mother's Day, and it's hard to get a meeting when there's a... Uh, occasion like that, but I told him, Pastor, we will just want to attend and to see you all in Mayo on that Sunday, our last Sunday here in the United States. So he let me to come in, and that's what happened to us. And, and it cost you greatly your plane ticket. Tell them about the. This, the plane they, they ticket. They had a round trip ticket, but we, the, ha- we have a round trip ticket. Uh, we purchased that 2700 a round trip ticket, three of us. And then we are trying to rebook on uh, May 17th, and they are asking $300 each of us for rebooking fee and another $600 for the ticket will be moved. So I told to my wife, look, it's costing us a lot of money. So I will not do that. And the family who help us, we will not do that. You need to do, what you need to do is to buy a new ticket. So that's what we did. I called the pastor in Greenville, can you help us? Can you find a cheap ticket for us where we can go home before May 18th because I don't want to have problem in the United States that I cannot go back here forever. 
So that's why uh, the pastor in Greenville, they lend us for their credit card where we can pay them back uh, soon for that plane ticket. Now, with all of that, nonetheless, there's some humor in this. Are you comfortable up here speaking? I'd like for you to tell them about your son and how he was praying. Can you do that? Do you mind? Yeah. Yeah. Now, her name, the way she pronounces it is annoy. So I I now call her, you annoy me. You know, so. Tell them about your son. This is the the humorous side of this. Um, Okay. Um, Because my, my son and my daughter are staying with my parents in the Philippines for their studies. So two weeks before our flight to come here, to come over here, we came home from Cambodia to the Philippines to see them for two weeks. So I was trying to explain to him, to my, my children, that seven, seven, yeah. So I was telling um, my, daughter, my daughter and my son that I need to leave. We need to leave again after two weeks to come over here. So he asked me um, how long will be, you know, will be gone. And I told him four months. So he told me he doesn't understand about, you know, the months. So he asked me how many sleep. So I, asked, I, I told him about maybe about 120 sleep. So he's ready to go to bed. And he was, you know, um, he went to bed and he tried to think a little bit. And I saw him crying, tearing, you know, tearing, uh, uh, tearing. And he got up and he went to me and he said, Mommy, can you just remove the 20? Because I think I cannot make it to 120 sleep. So, you know, to, um, I told him, okay, I will maybe just 100 to cheer him a little bit. So he went to bed, said goodnight to me. <clears throat> and then uh, I think he think about that, you know, 100. He, you know, trying to process it in his mind. So the next morning he came to me again and he said, Mommy, can, just, can you just cut it to a half, half of 100? Because I think I can still make it to 100. He said, so um, he was crying, and I said, okay, um, to cheer him up again, to encourage him, I said, okay. So when we got to the uh, New Jersey, gave us 30 days, he called him, you know, and he said, see, they gave us only 30 days. So I think you, you won. He prayed hard. He prayed harder than, you know, maybe... Uh, so every time we told that to the pastor or the church people, they said that your son is a better prayer, prayer, you know, than, than you guys. So he was very happy to know that we are just staying for 30 days. He doesn't understand. So, but um, we're just trusting the Lord for, for everything. <laughs> Joseph told me, he said, I told my son, this is your fault. <laughs> Been praying for us not to stay this long. Well, Joseph, now we need, I didn't even tell you this, but we need to be done at about a quarter till. So I'm going to leave the rest for you, and you show, you're going to show your video. Are we good with the video up there? All right, if you want to go ahead and say some more and introduce your video. I, uh, our, our video uh, is like a report where you can see our ministry since we started 2011. Right now we have four churches that I'm pastoring. I know. If it sounds uh, weird that uh, four churches that you're pastoring alone, uh, it's not, uh, I mean, uh, 
we have three village church where we can uh, where we started 2013 and supposed to be there are five village church, church already because our vision in the year 2020 to have five village church and one main church in the city the city the, that's the church that i started and we called main church i started in takmao city 2011 and then 2013, I saw this village church with these villages that are far from one hour and one and a half hour in the main church. And these people, they don't have ability to come uh, in our main church. They don't have bicycle. They don't have a you know, car where they can come to the church. So what we did, we bring the church to the people. And we started and we called our outreach churches. We called village church. So we started this village church what we, how we started, we started in the children ministry. We teach the children for a month, two months. We feed them. After we teach them, we feed them. And then after one month and two months that we are there, we saturated the places. And then we will visit their home where we can introduce ourselves to their families. And then we will gather them as a Bible study, groupings. And then after that, when we have a good good uh, uh, people, I mean uh, attendance, we, we started our service every, uh, the day that we were coming in every villages. Right now, we have three village church, supposed to be it's five. If you remember, we, we were here two years ago, uh, three years ago, 2014. When we get back, we lost two village church because of the Korean, uh, this Korean uh, came to the came to Cambodia. They they want to start a work. So what they did, they found one of our two of our men in the church who are handling this village church, and they asked them how much our pastor give the support or financial help. So what they did, they double or triple the finances that I'm giving to these people, and then they promise every month they will give one sack of rice and one grocery every Sunday. So they choose to go with them, and we lost two village church when we came back in Cambodia. But we did not stop there. We know the Lord is good to us, and I know how to start the work there. So we started. I encouraged my workers, don't blame yourselves that we lost these things. It's just a, uh, uh, a trials for us in this ministry. So we started another. We have two new villages, and... Uh, I'm praising the Lord that still saving souls in Cambodia. And not only that, in this video, you will see four pastors, Cambodian pastors, in different provinces. I found these pastors in a one uh, preacher's meeting in Cambodia. And I attended there that time, and I found many pastors in Cambodia. And these pastors was trained and studied in a uh, missionary of a Southern Baptist. This Southern Baptist missionary, he built a church and he planted churches for do, these two pastors that I found. And after he trained and built a church and purchased a property, he came back in the United States and never came back in Cambodia. And he left these pastors with nothing. I mean, no financial support. So I asked them, I, I interviewed them, how did you survive? So some, they said, Pastor, we have a piece of land at the back of the church where he built. We plant 
vegetables, we grow some vegetables, and when time of harvest, we will sell it into the market, and that's how we survive. And they call themselves independent. Independent church, they said. So I got burdened to these pastors, even though they are not my fruit in the ministry, but they are willing to join in our ministry, and I introduced what I did in our ministry for starting a main church and then village church in, surrounded by the, the main church because I told them, sooner or later, I will not be here in Cambodia. And Lord willing, I said, uh, when, when the door is closed in Cambodia, there are six churches will help each other in one province. So they are in different province, and I told them, you can start what I did. You have the main church, you have the church already, you have the church building. Why you don't start to those neighboring villages that are far in your main church for your outreach churches where you can reach more people in that uh, provinces? And that's why we, I found these four pastors in different provinces. And I'm, one of the purpose I came back here is to raise support for them. A hundred dollars each pastors for them where I can help them, where they can start a feeding ministry and their children ministry and also a village church in their ministries. That's why I'm trying to help them where we can raise support for them. And then you will see in our, our report uh, the building, what we are trying to build, one of our village church in Takmau or in Kandal province.
Any question? Yes, sir. We tried that, uh, and uh, the pastor in Greenville, they, ha- they knew a lawyer, and they asked, and the lawyer said, we cannot do anything there, just obey that, and then we can come back two years or three years, after two years or three years like that, because we still have until uh, 2024 our visa before it expired, so we cannot do anything there. Uh, we, can, we can stay here. Uh, what I read in the internet, we can stay and we will not go home. But when we get home and we will come back, they will. Uh, the punishment for that is like six months that you cannot come back in America or years like that. So what we did, even though it's just 30 days, we, we pray to the Lord, whatever wa- happened, we will go back. And I know the Lord has a purpose and plan. And, and I'm preparing myself. Uh, I think he's preparing something big in Cambodia. That we, that's why I need to go back as soon as possible. When I was little, uh, I dreamed to be an engineer. My father is an architect in Saudi Arabia. He did not finish architecture in the Philippines. In the Philippines, you can make a diploma that you're graduated in architecture. So for him, where he thought that he, to be good in our family, he, made, uh, he went in Manila where there's a place where they can make a diplomas fake. So he did that. And he applied in Saudi Arabia to work, to, to provide our needs. And he got that job in Saudi Arabia since I was born. So I literally, I did not, I, I grew up without the presence of my father. I just, I just saw my father every two years when he come, he will just stay a month, then he will come back in Saudi Arabia. So I dream when I was growing up, I dreamed to be an engineer. And I want to work with him where we can work together and, and be with him like that. So, but the Lord changed my plan. He called me in the ministry and I talked to him. But, you know, after my high school, I went in a university in our province. I studied civil engineer for one year. And then after that year of my engineering schooling, the Lord called me in the ministry. And I talked to my father in the phone. I said, I think I'm in the other way of my dream. So I cannot, I cannot fulfill what we planned when I was little. And when, what I promised that I will work toge- we will work together. So I said, I want to be a pastor or missionary someday. Uh, first, he did not understand me. The, I went in the Bible college. They did not support me. Uh, one of your missionary here, uh, Pastor Jing Batak, he's the one uh, spent money to put me in the Bible college. And when I graduated, my father, my mother, 
they understand because I follow the will of the Lord. And then not only that, after, after I uh, studied in Bible college in the Philippines, I graduated the uh, Bachelor of Theology. And then when I graduated, I went to my uncle's church in Laguna to Pastor Jing Batak. I helped him and I became a youth pastor for a year. And then the Bible college where I graduated, they called me and they told me, you want to try to study in America where you can further more, to learn more like that. So I grabbed the opportunity because I know America, you, you will learn a lot here. You know, and I, especially the preacher who's having that school. I know him since I was young. He's always coming in the Philippines. He preached like that. So I want... Uh, to study more, I said. So when I tried, me and my wife, that, that, that day we got that visa and we were 16 students, got visa, and we went here to study. And I found Cambodia because uh, I have a relative who's a missionary there. He always introduced to me about what's going on in Cambodia and he knows that I'll become missionary someday after I finish my study here in in, in United States. So... When the time that I'm praying Philippines and Cambodia, I consider Cambodia as one of my mission field. Because I know after I study here in your country, in the United States, I'll be going back in the Philippines and I consider Cambodia. But while I'm studying in Marietta, Ohio, I'm praying, Lord, I'm praying Philippines or Cambodia. I want to see Cambodia. If you are calling me in Cambodia, I want to see it after I, gra- I graduate. And then after I, I graduate, the Lord answered my prayer. There's a, there's a businessman in North Carolina who is, who is uh, friends with my uncle. Uh, he gave me a plane ticket to see Cambodia. And I saw Cambodia. I saw the place in Cambodia. And the Lord put the burden to me to go back and start a mission work there. So when I went back in the United States, I do the deputation thing, and I try to raise support, and that's how I found Cambodia, our mission field. On a, on a lighter note, tell them about your wife and the cheesecake. <laughs> what, blueberry cheesecake? Uh, when we were student. In Marietta, Ohio, because we're doing choir trips in Marietta, Ohio, uh, we've visited churches and then we will sing in churches. And after that, or before that, we will sing. The church will feed us. We, they will feed all the students in Marietta. And then, of course, uh, the ladies is the one first will get food. So I always telling to my wife, you get me one piece of blueberry cheesecake. And because I love that, I said, so every time we have a choir trip, that's, I'm always asking her because the girls is the one will go first. And we need to finish every, every food that they will prepare. So always will be left in that uh, uh, sweet, sweet food is the pumpkin pie. <laughs> and our preacher who's take caring of us, taking care of us, he will serve the pumpkin pie every student who did not get a sweet. So what, what I will do, I will not finish my blueberry cheesecake first. 
And I will show it to him, I still have that sweet because I don't like pumpkin pie. <laughs> so my, my wife is the one, uh, help, uh, I mean, uh, uh, every time I, we have a quarter, I, he knows, she knows already that what I want. And, uh, I, don't, I don't know that you picked up on it, but his, the, the girls in, in the group would always go through the line first. And he saw the blueberry cheesecake and he was afraid it was going to be gone. By the time the guys went through, so he said, get two pieces of blueberry cheesecake. And, and she did that, right? She's a, she's a good lady, isn't she? Yes, Pastor. Yeah. That's why I gain weight. <laughs> I love basketball. I love to play basketball when, we were, when I was in the Philippines and when I'm growing up. And when the time the Lord granted me a visa to study in the United States, I told to my friends, hey, I'm going to America and I'm, ga- I'm going to gain weight like the Americans. They are tall. And I, maybe when I get back in Philippines, I can dunk the ball because I will gain weight. I, I gain height. But the problem when I went home four years, uh, four years after I studied and I do the deputation, they, they told me, I thought you will gain height. But I gain weight. <laughs> Every time I come in the United States, I always take advantage of the opportunity and the blessing that you have here, especially the food. Oh, I love the food. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mayo Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.